Section 32 of The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 32. 2. May 25, 1912, at Huntingdon Chambers, Boston, Massachusetts, from Stenographic Notes. I am going away from your city, but I leave my heart with you. My spirit will be here. I will not forget you. I ask confirmation for you from the kingdom of Baha'u'llah. I pray that you may advance continually in spiritual susceptibilities, that day by day you may grow more radiant and draw nearer to God until you become instrumental in illuminating the world of humanity. May these confirmations of the kingdom of God encompass you. This is my hope, my prayer. In the estimation of historians, this radiant century is equivalent to one hundred centuries of the past. If comparison be made with the sum total of all former human achievements, it will be found that the discoveries, scientific advancement, and material civilization of this present century have equaled, yea, far exceeded the progress and outcome of one hundred former centuries. The production of books and compilations of literature alone bear witness that the output of the human mind in this century has been greater and more enlightening than all the past centuries together. It is evident, therefore, that this century is of paramount importance. Reflect upon the miracles of accomplishment which have already characterized it, the discoveries in every realm of human research, inventions, scientific knowledge, ethical reforms and regulations, established for the welfare of humanity, mysteries of nature explored, invisible forces brought into visibility and subjection, a veritable wonder world of new phenomena and conditions heretofore unknown to man now open to his uses and further investigation the east and west can communicate instantly a human being can soar in the skies or speed in submarine depths the power of steam has linked the continents trains cross the deserts and pierce the barriers of mountains Ships find unerring pathways upon the trackless oceans. Day by day, discoveries are increasing. What a wonderful century is this! It is an age of universal reformation. Laws and statutes of governments, civil and federal, are in process of change and transformation. Sciences and arts are being molded anew. Thoughts are metamorphosed. The foundations of human society are changing and strengthening. 
Today, sciences of the past are useless. The Ptolemaic system of astronomy, numberless other systems and theories of scientific and philosophic explanation are discarded, known to be false and worthless. Ethical precedents and principles cannot be applied to the needs of the modern world. Thoughts and theories of past ages are fruitless now. Thrones and governments are crumbling and falling. All conditions and requisites of the past, unfitted and inadequate for the present time, are undergoing radical reform. It is evident, therefore, that counterfeit and spurious religious teaching, antiquated forms of belief, and ancestral imitations, which are at variance with the foundations of divine reality, must also pass away and be reformed. They must be abandoned and new conditions be recognized. The morals of humanity must undergo change. New remedy and solution for human problems must be adopted. Human intellects themselves must change and be subject to the universal reformation. Just as the thoughts and hypotheses of past ages are fruitless today, likewise dogmas and codes of human invention are obsolete and barren of product in religion. Nay, it is true that they are the cause of enmity and conducive to strife in the world of humanity. War and bloodshed proceed from them, and the oneness of mankind finds no recognition in their observance. Therefore, it is our duty in this radiant century to investigate the essentials of divine religion, seek the realities underlying the oneness of the world of humanity, and discover the source of fellowship and agreement which will unite mankind in the heavenly bond of love. This unity is the radiance of eternity, the divine spirituality, the effulgence of God, and the bounty of the kingdom. We must investigate the divine source of these heavenly bestowals and adhere unto them steadfastly. For if we remain fettered and restricted by human inventions and dogmas, day by day the world of mankind will be degraded. Day by day warfare and strife will increase and satanic forces converge toward the destruction of the human race. If love and agreement are manifest in a single family, that family will advance, become illumined and spiritual. But if enmity and hatred exist within it, destruction and dispersion are inevitable. This is likewise true of a city. If those who dwell within it manifest a spirit of accord and fellowship, it will progress steadily and human conditions become brighter, whereas through enmity and strife it will be degraded and its inhabitants scattered. In the same way, the people of a nation develop and advance towards civilization and enlightenment through love and accord, and are disintegrated by war and strife. Finally, this is true of humanity itself in the aggregate, when love is realized and the ideal spiritual bonds unite the hearts of men, the whole human race will be uplifted. 
the world will continually grow more spiritual and radiant and the happiness and tranquility of mankind be immeasurably increased warfare and strife will be uprooted disagreement and dissension pass away and universal peace unite the nations and peoples of the world all mankind will dwell together as one family blend as the waves of one sea shine as the stars of one firmament and appear as fruits of the same tree this is the happiness and felicity of humankind this is the illumination of man the glory eternal and life everlasting this is the divine bestowal i desire this station for you and i pray god that the people of america may achieve this great end in order that the virtue of this democracy may be ensured and their names be glorified eternally may the confirmations of god uphold them in all things and their memories become revered throughout the east and the west may they become the servants of the most high god near and dear to him in the oneness of the heavenly kingdom his holiness baha'u'llah endured ordeals and hardships sixty years there was no persecution vicissitude or suffering he did not experience at the hands of his enemies and oppressors all the days of his life were passed in difficulty and tribulation at one time in prison another in exile sometimes in chains he willingly endured these difficulties for the unity of mankind praying that the world of humanity might realize the radiance of god the oneness of humankind become a reality strife and warfare cease and peace and tranquility be realized by all in prison he hoisted the banner of human solidarity proclaiming universal peace writing to the kings and rulers of nations summoning them to international unity and counseling arbitration his life was a vortex of persecution and difficulty yet catastrophes extreme ordeals and vicissitudes did not hinder the accomplishment of his work and mission nay on the contrary his power became greater and greater his efficiency and influence spread and increased until his glorious light shone throughout the orient love and unity were established and the differing religions found a center of contact and reconciliation therefore we also must strive in this pathway of love and service sacrificing life and possessions passing our days in devotion consecrating our efforts wholly to the cause of god so that god willing the ensign of universal wisdom may be uplifted in the world of mankind and the oneness of the world of humanity be established in your hearts i have beheld the reflection of a great and wonderful love the americans have shown me 
uniform kindness and I entertain a deep spiritual love for them. I am pleased with the susceptibilities of your hearts. I will pray for you asking divine assistance and then say farewell. O oh my God, O oh my God, verily these servants are turning to thee supplicating thy kingdom of mercy verily they are attracted by thy holiness and set aglow with the fire of thy love seeking confirmation from thy wondrous kingdom and hoping for attainment in thy heavenly realm verily they long for the descent of thy bestowal desiring illumination from the sun of reality o lord make them radiant lamps merciful signs fruitful trees and shining stars may they come forth in thy service and be connected with thee by the bonds and ties of thy love longing for the lights of thy favor o lord make them signs of guidance standards of thy immortal kingdom waves of the sea of thy mercy mirrors of the light of thy majesty verily thou art the generous verily thou art the merciful verily thou art the precious the beloved three may twenty fourth nineteen twelve at free religious association or unitarian conference boston massachusetts from stenographic notes creation is the expression of motion motion is life a moving object is a living object whereas that which is motionless and inert is as dead all created forms are progressive in their planes or kingdoms of existence under the stimulus of the power or spirit of life the universal energy is dynamic nothing is stationary in the material world of outer phenomena or in the inner world of intellect and consciousness religion is the outer expression of the divine reality therefore it must be living vitalized moving and progressive if it be without motion and non-progressive it is without the divine life it is dead the divine institutes are continuously active and evolutionary therefore the revelation of them must be progressive and continuous all things are subject to reformation this is a century of life and renewal sciences and arts industry and invention have been reformed law and ethics have been reconstituted reorganized the world of thought has been regenerated sciences of former ages and philosophies of the past are useless today present exigencies demand new methods of solution world problems are without precedent old ideas and modes of thought are fast becoming obsolete ancient laws and archaic ethical systems will not meet the requirements of modern conditions for this is clearly the century of a new life the century of the revelation of the reality and therefore 
the greatest of all centuries. Consider how the scientific developments of 50 years have surpassed and eclipsed the knowledge and achievements of all the former ages combined. Would the announcements and theories of ancient astronomers explain our present knowledge of the sun worlds and planetary systems? Would the mask of obscurity which beclouded medieval centuries meet the demands for clear-eyed vision and understanding which characterizes the world today? Will the despotism of former governments answer the call for freedom which has risen from the heart of humanity in this cycle of illumination? It is evident that no vital results are now forthcoming from the customs, institutions, and standpoints of the past. In view of this, shall blind imitations of ancestral forms and theological interpretations continue to guide and control the religious life and spiritual development of humanity today? Shall man, gifted with the power of reason, unthinkingly follow and adhere to dogma, creeds, and hereditary beliefs which will not bear the analysis of reason in this century of effulgent reality? Unquestionably, this will not satisfy men of science, for when they find premise or conclusion contrary to present standards of proof and without real foundation, they reject that which has been formerly accepted as standard and correct and move forward from new foundations. The divine prophets have revealed and founded religion. They have laid down certain laws and heavenly principles for the guidance of mankind. They have taught and promulgated the knowledge of God, established praiseworthy ethical ideals, and inculcated the highest standards of virtues in the human world. Gradually, these heavenly teachings and foundations of reality have been beclouded by human interpretations and dogmatic imitations of ancestral beliefs. The essential realities which the prophets labored so hard to establish in human hearts and minds while undergoing ordeals and suffering tortures of persecution have now well-nigh vanished. Some of these heavenly messengers have been killed, some imprisoned, all of them despised and rejected while proclaiming the reality of divinity. Soon after their departure from this world, the essential truth of their teachings was lost sight of and dogmatic imitations adhered to. Inasmuch as human interpretations and blind imitations differ widely, religious strife and disagreement have arisen among mankind. The light of true religion has been extinguished and the unity of the world of humanity destroyed. The prophets of God voiced the spirit of unity and agreement. They have been the founders of divine reality. Therefore, if the nations of the world forsake imitations and investigate the reality underlying the revealed word of God, they will agree and become reconciled. For reality is one and not multiple. The nations and religions 
are steeped in blind and bigoted imitations. A man is a Jew because his father was a Jew. The Mohammedan follows implicitly the footsteps of his ancestors in belief and observance. The Buddhist is true to his heredity as a Buddhist. That is to say, they profess religious belief blindly and without investigation, making unity and agreement impossible. It is evident, therefore, that this condition will not be remedied without a reformation in the world of religion. In other words, the fundamental reality of the divine religions must be renewed, reformed, revoiced to mankind. From the seed of reality, religion has grown into a tree which has put forth leaves and branches, blossoms and fruit. After a time, this tree has fallen into a condition of decay. The leaves and blossoms have withered and perished. The tree has become stricken and fruitless. It is not reasonable that man should hold to the old tree, claiming that its life forces are undiminished, its fruit unequaled, its existence eternal. The seed of reality must be sown again in human hearts in order that a new tree may grow therefrom and new divine fruits refresh the world. By this means, the nations and peoples now divergent in religion will be brought into unity. Imitations will be forsaken and a universal brotherhood in the reality itself will be established. Warfare and strife will cease among mankind. All will be reconciled as servants of God. For all are sheltered beneath the tree of his providence and mercy. God is kind to all. He is the giver of bounty to all alike. Even as his holiness Jesus Christ has declared that God, quote, sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust, end quote. That is to say, the mercy of God is universal. All humanity is under the protection of his love and favor, and unto all he has pointed the way of guidance and progress. Progress is of two kinds, material and spiritual. The former is attained through observation of the surrounding existence and constitutes the foundation of civilization. Spiritual progress is through the breaths of the Holy Spirit and is the awakening of the conscious soul of man to perceive the reality of divinity. Material progress ensures the happiness of the human world. Spiritual progress ensures the happiness and eternal continuance of the soul. The prophets of God have founded the laws of divine civilization. They have been the root and fundamental source of all knowledge. They have established the principles of human brotherhood or fraternity, which is of various kinds, such as the fraternity of family, of race, of nation, and of ethical motives. These forms of fraternity, these bonds of brotherhood, are merely temporal and transient in association. They do not ensure harmony and are usually productive of disagreement. They do not prevent warfare and strife. On the contrary, they are selfish, restricted, and fruitful causes of enmity and hatred among mankind. 
the spiritual brotherhood is enkindled and established through the breaths of the holy spirit unites nations and removes the cause of warfare and strife it transforms mankind into one great family and establishes the foundations of the oneness of humanity it promulgates the spirit of international agreement and ensures universal peace therefore we must investigate the foundation reality of this heavenly fraternity we must forsake all imitations and promote the reality of divine teachings in accordance with these principles and actions and by the assistance of the holy spirit both material and spiritual happiness shall be realized until all nations and peoples become united by the bonds of the holy spirit in this real fraternity until national and international prejudices are effaced in the reality of this spiritual brotherhood true progress prosperity and lasting happiness will not be attained by man this is the century of new and universal nationhood sciences have advanced industries have progressed politics have been reformed liberty has been proclaimed justice is awakening this is the century of motion divine stimulus and accomplishment the century of human solidarity and altruistic service the century of universal peace and the reality of the divine kingdom end of section 32 recording by nicholas bridgewater recorded in oxford england